0: This is a Music Therapy Chronicles podcast episode with your host Trisha Coyote. You're listening to the Music Therapy Chronicles, a podcast about music therapy from a variety of perspectives. Our ambition is to inspire and connect listeners through meaningful conversations. just like a music therapy conference you can listen to anywhere. My name is Trisha Kayati, and I am a board-certified music therapist from the New England region. If you like what you hear, join our group on Facebook and share your own insights and thoughts about the episodes. You can also connect with us on social media and online at Music Therapy Chronicles. Hello and welcome or welcome back to the Music Therapy Chronicles podcast for this very special 150th episode. Um, I can't believe we're at 150 episodes at every milestone. I feel like I say that but thinking about 150 of anything uh, is a very large quantity and actually there are more than 150 episodes of the podcast out because some of them are unnumbered, but I digress. Thank you for being here for episode 150. This is going to be a Q and a ask me anything episode where some of you wonderful listeners sent in your questions on Instagram, on Facebook, um, email, you know, any way you could get in contact with me, and I so, so appreciate that. If you're not already following Music Therapy Chronicles on social media, and you're not on our newsletter, um, all that good stuff, then please take a moment to do that so that you can also get involved with things like this. I appreciate every person who took the time to ask a question. I will be as thoughtful as I can be in my answers, and I'll try to get to as many as possible but first the usual housekeeping things if you're enjoying the show please consider leaving us a rating and review that really really helps the podcast be more visible so that more people can find this content um can learn alongside you can gain the insights of the awesome people we have on and yeah, I really appreciate your support. And again, follow us online and on social media so that you're up to date on everything and we can interact with you over there. And lastly, if you're looking to take the next step, I guess, and you're listening, if you want to earn CMTEs for listening to the show, you can check out our pod courses over at mtpodcastcollective.com. We currently have three pod courses from the Music Therapy Chronicles entitled personal development is professional development intervention, inspiration and expansion and music is your superpower and alongside those pod courses are five other amazing pod courses from other music therapy based podcasts so I really hope you'll check those out over at mtpodcastcollective.com all right let's get into these questions in no particular order um I guess I'll try to order them in a way that will make this conversation flow <laughs> or this, this monologue, I guess, flow. Um, but yeah, no particular order for preference or anything. So the first one is, what is your music therapy origin story? So this is a great question. It's always interesting to hear how people got into music therapy. Uh, and I recently did a interview with Brian Lacasio. That'll be coming out soon on this show. And then the reverse, my episode on his show will be coming out. That's Voices of Music Therapy. So I recently, um, well, basically, you'll be able to hear this story elsewhere too, <laughs> if you want a little more in depth. But um, my music therapy origin story. So I didn't know what I was getting into when I chose music therapy, and honestly, I didn't really even know that that's where I was headed uh, in high school. I had decided that I wanted to do something music related, wasn't really sure what that was going to be. I'd always thought I was going to be a teacher, but um, yeah, you know, music education didn't, didn't sing to me, I guess, as much as I wanted it to, no pun intended. But I also was a competitive swimmer in high school, I also swim on Club USA teams and I ended up swimming into college and that was a huge deciding factor in what I went to school for and where I went to school. I'll take a step back though. So when I was looking at colleges with music programs um, and with the potential to continue swimming, my father actually found Marywood University and said, hey, they have uh, music and they have a swim team, and they also have this thing called music therapy, which is something I had never heard of. Uh, so I kinda did some research, I guess, I, but anyone who knows when you're trying to explain music therapy to someone, especially a 17-year-old, 18-year-old, it, a lot of it went over my head. So I kept the course, I stayed the course, I guess, and I distinctly remember one time my private lesson instructor I was so fortunate to be able to take private lessons through high school. Uh, She was talking to my high school band director and said, oh yeah, Trisha's going to go to school for music therapy. And I remember thinking, I am? Like, I don't remember saying that that confidently or that assured or having made that decision, but something about the way I talked about music therapy must have um, reflected to her. And then she mirrored back to me that I was really excited about this. So... Uh, Again, because of the swim team, I ended up going to Marywood University. I learned a lot there. I so much wish I could go back and redo my undergrad and just soak up even more. Do some things differently, experience some things exactly the way they happened. And yeah, a lot of lessons happen in undergrad, right? So after that, I did my internship at a state hospital and ironically had no interest in working with psych for my entire undergrad, but that's where I ended up in my internship. And now many years down the road, uh, mental health is where I find I light up the most and what I enjoy doing the most. I've been a traveling music therapist for my entire professional career. And so that has allowed me the opportunity to continue working with a very wide range of folks, a uh, very diverse caseload, and every year I kind of refine it a little more to um, work with my strengths, I guess, and, and my energy levels, and uh, where I can be in places I can best serve, and I find that those mental health settings are really where I love to be. So more and more each year, I recognize how much that internship shaped me. continues to shape me, even though uh, at the time, the internship can kind of feel like a means to an end. (laughs) I don't know uh, how many people out there listening felt that way too, but yeah, it can kind of feel like, hey, just got to get this last step done so I can get my life started. At least that's how it felt for me, and I am so grateful that the cookie crumbled the way it did, that I am here, that I did end up Going to school for music therapy, observing my first music therapy session and falling in love with it, and that I get to continue to grow within and alongside this profession. So that is my music therapy origin story. The next question that came in was snow blizzard or sandstorm. And uh, this was on an Instagram story where I had posted a video of my window at the time saying, hey, send in your questions. Again, if you're not following on on social media, do that so you don't miss these things. Uh, So I think they were either asking what was going on outside or they were asking my preference. I'm not sure. But in the video, it was a snowstorm happening outside. So definitely snow. And then my preference for a snow blizzard or a sandstorm would definitely be snow. The idea of being in like airborne blowing sand terrifies me (laughs) because I feel like I would hurt my eyeballs and potentially my ears and maybe any other possible body parts. So definitely I would prefer a snowstorm to sandstorm. But if I had to pick like snow or sand, like cold or the beach, uh, I'd take both. I am fortunate enough to live in New England. I am close to the mountains, I am close to the beach, and I have the wonderful privilege of experiencing all four seasons, and I enjoy each and every one of them when they come around annually. So thank you for that question. All right, this next one's really good. If you could choose one thing that is your music therapy superpower, what would it be and why? So... Um, Obviously, this gets me thinking about, hey, what are my strengths? What am I good at? And I, of course, I am going to say everything with humility, but great question. My music therapy superpower, I think, is kind of um, something that I would like to think transfers into my everyday life. But of course, some people are going to disagree with this, but that is connection. I feel like a lot of the time when a client is really struggling to make connection elsewhere with peers, with other staff, with any type of therapy or medium or interact with anything, um, I feel like I can usually get through to them. That could be me. That could be the music. It could be a mixture of both. But I definitely think that that is the superpower of music and also just something myself as an individual, I... I'm not afraid to be silly <laughs> to get people's attention and to break down some of those walls. I definitely use my very dry sense of humor and um, fortunately, a lot of the students in particular I work with, they don't necessarily know what to do when someone is just so darn sarcastic with them. <laughs> and so I feel like that that vulnerability sometimes gets gets them to open up a little bit too. But also approaching things in a creative way if you've been listening to this show for any length of time you've heard lots of my personal examples of of breakthroughs with clients and of course with every one of those stories there's 10 where things didn't go so well but uh, i'm not afraid to really take a time to build a relationship with a client and you know show up every week and know that not every week is going to be great but not give up on the process i'm not afraid to again be silly to make those connections i Very often, you know, when there is space in the session and there's silence and I can feel the discomfort, I like reminding myself to just be so grounded and comfortable with the silence that um, the client will be uncomfortable enough to fill it. And maybe that doesn't sound the most therapeutic, but basically just giving extra time for someone else to kind of take that emotional or sometimes physical step to to connect. And of course, music is a wonderful medium for that. I think that music is obviously our superpower for everyone. Um, I have a whole pod course called Music is Your Superpower, but we can connect so deeply so intimately and when approached correctly, so non-threateningly with the music there are so many students I work with who just need to be able to self-express and you know art's not doing it for them or they don't have the space in other classes to do creative writing the way they wish they could but in the music they can get so deep so quickly um yeah, and then when they are able to have their work seen by their peers, by me, the music therapist, by even other staff who they're comfortable sharing with, that just opens so many doors. And I'm sure everyone listening can totally relate to those experiences. So connection, I think, is uh, my music therapy superpower as well as one of our amazing superpowers as music therapists all right and the last question is um i was reading from borkson discussions the balance between intuition and knowledge base in music therapy what are some ways that you balance your intuition and knowledge base in your own therapeutic practice to remain present with clients and provide effective therapy what a great question Uh, I would love for everyone to pause this episode and reflect on this for themselves for a moment because I think that this is one of those things that uh, will continue to come up. It should continue to come up in your practice and in your work uh, to, to find the balance here. So yeah, pause this episode now if you haven't already and think about your response. I was fortunate that in my internship, intuition is something my supervisor talked to me about. And I just remember after a session, she was saying to me, you know, I was observing her and she said, I didn't even know like why I did X, Y, Z. It was just this intuition. It was just this idea and I did it and it worked. And sometimes you just have to take those risks. And I'd say I could not agree more with that. I find that when I am relying on my intuition instead of relying on my knowledge base, those are the times when I do something before I consciously know that I am doing it. (laughs) And usually beautiful things happen. But yeah, so intuition versus knowledge base. Then I'll say, so I'll do something without realizing what I'm doing, the thing is done, things are going great, and then later I'll reflect, and think, why did I do that? What compelled me to do that? What was the effect? Was it effective? Um, And that's usually when the knowledge base comes in. I'll usually be like, oh, I did this, but it's backed by this knowledge that I have, or this research I've seen, or this supervision um, comment I got, or yada, yada, yada. So intuition, I think, is really important in our practices because there is so much that cannot be explained or explained away. And also, we are in a therapeutic profession. The relationship between us and the client or clients is like the basis of that therapeutic relationship. And so what we bring into it is different than what any other music therapist could bring in based on our personality, our background, our training, but also on that intuition on what comes to you when you let yourself be in the flow or what comes to you when you're out of ideas or what creative solutions do you come up with without having to push yourself for them? Those just like bursts of insight. What are those for you and where do they take you? So yeah, I feel like as far as Balancing these two things, I don't know. I probably rely on intuition more than knowledge. (laughs) Um, But that could also just be because I consider myself an improvisational music therapist. And so a lot of that is just being very present in the moment and responding to, you know, whatever's going on in the session. So, but yeah, then having the knowledge base to back that up because then you can if you need to, explain to other people what's going on and why it's important. Um, So why you did what you did and why it might work another time or how it can be adapted to fit uh, a different setting or circumstance. So I hope that answers that question. I would love to hear other people's thoughts on these. All right, that's it for today's episode. Thank you so much to everyone who sent in questions, who uh, responded on social media and everything. Thank you so much for listening to this episode and tuning in each week to hear me, to hear the guests, to support the show. I so, so appreciate it. 150 episodes in and um, as you know, if you've listened to the past few episodes, I'm pivoting, but... I'm not at a place where I'm ready to put down the podcast. I don't feel like it's run its course or that I'm burnt out from doing it. Um, It's just time to evolve. (laughs) It's time to evolve into what the next 150 episodes are going to look like. What do you think? Will we get to 300 episodes? I'd love to hear what you think about that. So that being said, um, if you or someone you know is interested in being on the show, please reach out to me. Let me know at hello at musictherapychronicles.com. I'd love to hear from you. I think that everyone has something to share, whether you are a new student, a new professional, a newly retired professional, or anything in between. Everyone is learning along the way, doing their part, and whatever experience you are having or research you are doing could impact so many other people who just need your wisdom in this moment. So please, if you've been thinking about being on the show uh, and you're intimidated by it, don't be. Reach out. I I would love to talk with you. And if you don't want to be on the show and you just want to talk, cool. Reach out to me. (laughs) I'd love to just hear from you in general. You can, again, email me at hello at musictherapychronicles.com, or you can find me on social media at musictherapychronicles on all the platforms. I'd love to interact with you more. I'd love to be able to have more dialogue about these conversations as time goes on. I, yeah, just wish I could get like a bunch of you in a room together to dig into some of these topics even more. Um, but I appreciate that today some of you asked for my, my thoughts on these topics. All right, we'll wrap it up there for today. Thank you again so much for listening to this week's episode and I will see you in the next one.